0: Hi, and welcome to the Teach for the Heart podcast. I'm your host, Linda Cardamus, and I'm here to give you the ideas and inspiration you need to overcome your teaching challenges and make a lasting difference in your students' hearts and lives. This season, we're discussing 10 traits of impactful Christian teachers, characteristics we need to focus on. If we want to go beyond just teaching academics and make a significant impact on our students' lives, We're discussing each trait one by one to see what the Bible has to say about it and how it looks day to day in the classroom. Last week, we discussed seeking wisdom and truth and talked about how the way to know something is true and to have the right viewpoint on a topic is to think biblically about it. We discussed a three-part framework that can help us think through an issue from a biblical perspective. So if you missed that, I hope you'll go back and check that out. This week, we're going to turn to something super practical, and that is trusting God in our day-to-day life. You know, I read so many emails and comments from all of you wonderful teachers, and as I do, I see a lot of fear, I see a lot of stress, and I see a lot of worry from time to time. And it's no wonder. Teaching is pretty stressful, and there's a lot to worry about. But here's the thing. If you're a Christian teacher, your life should look different than it does for non-Christians. And that difference should be a stark contrast and a stark example. Something that non-believing students or colleagues will notice. Something that they'll want because it's attractive to them. You know, if we really want to be impactful, we need to embrace the concept that, as a Christian, our life should be marked by peace. By trusting God in good times as well as bad, by relying on his strength, and by resting in him instead of yielding to anxiety. Now, this is way easier said than done, but I think too often we simply write it off as impossible or something we just can't do. But here's the thing. It's not. Let's consider this scripture. In Philippians 4, 6, and 7, Paul says, Be anxious about nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. I love that scripture. It just speaks so vividly um, and pretty much lays it out right there. but Let's get into some practical things. If we want to trust God, if we want to have this peace, if we want to let go of stress and worry, what are some things that we need to do? Well, number one, we have to believe that God is worthy of our trust. And I think on the surface, if, if I were to ask you and say, can you trust God? I think all of us would say, yes, of course. But that's just a surface answer because we know it's the right one. But do we really believe that in our hearts? Do we really think that God is worthy of our trust, that he's concerned enough that we can trust him in our day-to-day life? And and here's the thing, he is. Um, if you think back on your life, if you've known Christ for long, you can look back and see his faithfulness. You can see how he's brought you through various situations and our trust in him can grow over time. But whether you've been a Christian for a long time or just a little, you have to realize that Trust is a choice, and um, but it has to. We're gonna to get to that in just a second. But it has to start with that foundation. And if if you're struggling with this, I encourage you to go to the scripture, and just consider the character of God, who He is, what His power is, how much He loves you. If He loved you enough to send His Son to die, I think He's concerned about your daily life. And the scriptures definitely back that up. So that's the first question that you need to ask yourself. Do I really believe I can trust God? Do I really trust his character? And um, hopefully when you think about it, you're like, yes, I do. Um, But if you don't, then that's something you really need to search out in the scriptures. All right. So we say that we, let's assume that we're saying, yes, I do trust God. I do in my heart know that he is worthy of my trust. Number two, as I alluded to before, we have to choose to trust him, even when we don't feel like it. Here's the thing. Most of us do believe that God is worthy of our trust. But the thing is, we just lose sight of that so, so often. We we forget to come back to that central truth, that God is good, I can trust him. I love that verse in Psalms. I, I forget exactly which psalm it is. I think Psalm 85, it says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusts in him. And I, I just love that verse. And I had I had a one teacher one time who said this was their like life verse, and they constantly said it to us all year. They said, God is good, I can trust him. And that just stuck with me. I can still picture that um that church teacher saying that over and over, God is good, I can trust him. But do we choose to? Do we choose to stop and trust Christ? Or do we let ourselves be distracted by the storm? And this isn't a one-time decision. This is a decision we have to make over and over and over again to take our eyes off the craziness and put them back on Christ. You know, I think about that story when um, Peter walks on the water to Jesus. Do you guys remember this story? I'm sure you do. Um, there's a huge storm about, and Jesus is coming to um, his disciples. His disciples are in a boat. Jesus is literally walking on top of the water. And Peter says, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come out to you on the water. And Jesus says, Come. And Peter literally starts walking on water. Can you imagine? And he's doing great. He's watching. He's looking at Jesus and he's walking on the water. And then suddenly he takes his eyes off Jesus and he starts looking around at the storm. And immediately he begins to sink. And of course, Christ is right there to help him back up. But I think it's such a vivid example and illustration of what happens in our own lives is that when we, when our eyes are on what's every the circumstances whether it's a very tough time or just the everyday struggle and busyness when our eyes are on our to-do list the struggling student the parent we have to talk to or maybe bigger problems in our life then it's things are hard We, we start sinking but when we choose and we have to choose it every single time every single day to take our eyes off the storm and put them back on christ and choose to trust him then his peace can fill us so number one, we must believe God is worthy of our trust. Number two, we have to choose, choose to trust God, even when we might not feel like it. Number three, we must choose prayer instead of worry. This applies to everyday difficulties or those big major challenges we face in our life. We have to realize that worry is a choice. Sometimes we just think I'm just a worry, I'm just a worrisome person, I just worry, it's just how I am. But no, we are choosing to allow ourselves to worry. And choosing to worry is choosing not to trust. And like I said, all of this, believe me, I'm talking to myself too, this is way easier said than done. But the point right now is we're trying to think biblically about this issue. And that's that's the that's the truth. Worrying is a choice, it's something we choose. And what God wants us to do is choose prayer instead of worry. You know, um, back, going back, I'm just going to read that verse. I said, I have read this verse again, but I want you to hear it again in relationship to what we're talking about. Paul says, Be anxious for nothing. Be worried about nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplications with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. It's so clear. So next time you're worried Choose. You can make that choice. You can say, I'm going to stop worrying about it. I'm going to pray about it instead. And if you make that a habit, every time I start to worry, I'm going to stop and pray instead. Replace worry. Don't just try to stop worrying. Replace worry with prayer. And I think you'll be amazed at the peace you feel and how your trust in God begins to grow. Number four, we must choose peace over stress. Now here's the thing. I know stress is a very complicated thing and I'm not trying to boil down and say that you'll never be stressed again. But here's the thing. Oftentimes, we can banish our stress or at least diminish it tremendously if we stop and realign our minds and hearts with God's truth. We remember that God has us here for a reason, that he's there to help, that he doesn't want us to worry, that we can cast our care on him and let leave our worries with him. And rest in peace. Now does that mean everything's magically done? No, of course not. The to-do list is still there. But when we frame our minds correctly, um, when we trust in him, whether it's with our to-do list or with our class assignments or with the fact that our principal's making a decision we don't agree with, whatever the circumstance is, we can choose peace over stress. One thing that you can do if you're struggling with this, I would encourage you, memorize specific scriptures that have to do with this. Memorize that verse I mentioned before, Philippians 4, 6, and 7, or the one I'm about to share, Colossians 3.15. Find scripture that resonates with you and memorize it. Post it in your classroom or in your planner, somewhere where you'll see it. And then just realize God's peace is there for us. We just have to allow it to fill our hearts. And I just alluded to this verse, but Colossians 3.15 says, Let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you are called in one body, and be thankful. Do you notice it says, let the peace of God rule in your hearts. It's as if God wants to give us peace, but sometimes we don't let him. We hang on to our worry, to our stress, to our frustration, and we don't want to let it go. And when we just stop and we give that to God and let his peace fill us, then he will. So he said, number one, believe God is worthy of our trust. Number two, choose to trust God. Number three, choose prayer over worry. Number four, choose peace instead of stress. And number five, we must choose to be thankful. You notice both of these verses talked about thanksgiving. Philippians said um, prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. And Colossians 3.15 says, and be thankful. You know, when we choose to be thankful... It banishes our fear and takes away our worry. It reminds us of how wonderful God has been to us, and it refreshes our state of mind. So, like I said, next time that you're worried, stressed, fearful, number one, turn to prayer. And number two, fill that prayer with thanksgiving. Pray over the situation and then turn your mind to all the things that God has done good for you. All the blessings God has given and it will immediately refresh your state of mind and allow his peace to fill, to fill you, to realize you are blessed and God will continue to work in your life. Did you notice as we talked through these five points that this battle takes place in our minds and in our hearts? We can't just try to change our outward behavior to somehow just stop appearing so stressed. No, we have to take captive our thoughts and align our hearts with his. When we do do that, though, that inward change will manifest itself in our outward demeanor and we will shine with his peace and joy. Our students and colleagues are sure to notice that difference and want what we have. We will make the gospel of Christ attractive. And who knows, we just might open doors for God to work on a deep level, maybe even save some of our students, whether you teach in a Christian school or a public school. Let's take a moment and pray that God will work his peace in our hearts. Father, thank you for these teachers. Thank you for this time we have right now to pray to you and I pray that you will work in their hearts right now. I know many of them are stressed, they're worried, they're fearful and the world would say they have good reason to be but we know that in you we don't. In you, you have peace. You want to give us your peace and you don't want us to be afraid. You want us to trust in you and no matter what's happening around us. I pray that you will give the teachers your peace, fill them with it, Take away their worry and help them learn to trust you. And help me as well, Lord, to just trust you in each situation and to not give in to worry or to fear. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I hope you've been enjoying this series as we've been talking about the 10 traits of impactful Christian teachers, and I hope you'll join us next week as we look at the final trait. We're going to be talking about the fruit of the spirit and how God can do that work in our hearts and how attractive we can make the gospel to those around us by that. If you've been enjoying this season, you can do us a great favor by leaving a review on iTunes or Stitcher. This will help the podcast rank better and make it easier for other people to find. I also hope that you will tell your friends and colleagues about it and hope that it will be a blessing to them as well. If you'd like any of the notes or resources, you can go to teachfortheheart.com slash season three and you'll find everything there. I hope you have a wonderful week. Keep growing. Keep striving. You really are making it.